The college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by my bookie sign up over at mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP 50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. Play win, get paid over at mybookie.ag. Yes. Welcome to the college experience. My name is Colby Dan, AKA the database. And unfortunately I got a lot to tell you guys. I have got a lot to tell you fuckers. So look, this is college experience episodes running a day late because me and Patty C recorded yesterday. But every, every once in a while in the podcast world, the audio gets fucked up and you have no idea. So I get the, I went to Hollywood, went to Patty C yesterday in the middle of traffic, had to fucking go through traffic. You know, we record what I thought was a great episode. Very funny. And then I send it out ready to go. And then, you know, our, our audio engineer, shout out to Kramer hits me up and says, dude, the audio fucked up on that. I got nothing. It's just, the quality is too shitty. I got nothing. And then here we are. Patty C can't come out tonight. He couldn't get in the, uh, the show. He had some prior engagements. So now you're stuck with me, which was good in a way, because as much as I know that look, two people are always better than one on a fucking podcast. But if you wanted me to really get into it was that Patty C was talking he was basically waving his dick in the air about Florida. I mean, Florida, Virginia, the whole fucking episode talking about how they're the greatest talking about how Virginia now conquered like the only one of the only schools to conquer like three different fucking sports in the past decade and won national championships, waving his dick in the air, waving his dick in the air. And then I brought up the foul situation, all the bullshit that went along with that Cavaliers championship. And it was good banter, but just you, 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 you lucked up by getting essentially a whole hour of the database here. All right. I'm just going to toot my own fucking horn. You don't have to hear that fucking burrito eating sack of no good shit. You get me. Boom. But how we, how we doing out there? So look, UVA did win the championship. I'm happy for Tony Bennett. All right. I really do like Tony Bennett. I think he's a good guy. I think he's a classy fucking guy. I thought he handled that 16 seed loss about, about as the best way you could possibly handle it. Probably better than a lot of other coaches could handle it. And, uh, and yeah, look, Virginia got a lot of fortunate calls, uh, but maybe there's a lot of championship teams. That's got a lot of fortunate calls over the break. I don't want to, you know, not credit them for some of the shit they got. They did make those three pointers. They did make that shot with a half a second left against Purdue so we got to reward them there. They did get a one seed because they had a great fucking season the whole season. All right. Now I know. Yeah. I mean, I personally think Texas tech was the best team in the fucking tournament. If you review the whole tournament and this is something that's cool. Uh, me and my, me and my brother were talking and we were saying, you know, he was saying like, you could replay the whole tournament and you'd have a bunch of different teams in the final four. And that's pretty true. When you think about it, look, 
Auburn needed uh, New Mexico State to miss two free throws or yeah, miss two free throws in the final seconds of the game to get past. Then you got Virginia who should have lost to Purdue, you know, probably and if they play that game a hundred times, 99 times, Purdue's going to win that game in that situation, you know, that late game situation. Uh, and then obviously Michigan state had a one point win against Duke. They also, I mean, we're only up by four to Bradley with like three minutes left. So maybe they don't even go all the way, you know, maybe Duke doesn't even get that far. If they're playing UCF again, who knows? But that's, what's so great about the NCAA tournament is you could probably play that thing over a couple hundred or, you know, play it over like fucking 10 times. I think you'd probably have 10 different national champions. And that's the fun of the fucking tournament college football. Take fucking notes. Um, yeah, other college basketball news. I mean, that was a great game, by the way. And, I, and kudos to Virginia on the past three games. Virginia-Auburn was a damn good game, even though the ending, I mean, obviously some blown calls that were really, really, really bad. But it was still a good game. But when you take Virginia and Purdue and Virginia and Texas Tech, this national championship, it was two of the better games. I mean, all three games were fucking fantastic. So kudos to Virginia on giving us great fucking games. I mean, great games, each fucking, what, three in a row of, like, really good games. Kudos to them. You got to reward them for that, even though they got some lucky shit, all right? And also, I mean, dude, I don't know. I don't want to say too many positive things about Virginia. Patty, he's probably going to listen to this shit, all right? I fucking hate Ralph Sampson. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Ralph Sampson. Uh, Ralph Sampson. Probably would have been a fucking Hall of Famer if a knee injury didn't go didn't go, didn't go, you know, bad or whatever the fuck you want to say. Uh, but we do have a bunch of college basketball news that has happened. We have, uh, Steve Alford to Nevada. Steve, well, Musselman took the job at Arkansas, which one of our Twitter questions, we got a bunch of Twitter questions. I will say, I'm just going to go uh, into this right now. Uh, we do have a question from, where the fuck is this at Grissom tweets as a knowledgeable college basketball fan. I'm curious to hear your take on Eric, the Eric Musselman hire at Arkansas. I'm a skeptic. I am a gigantic skeptic because when you look at teams, I mean, Nevada, I would argue had as good as a starting five as you could have in college basketball this year. And it makes me wonder how good the coaching is when you lose in the first round by Florida in a game you got blown the fuck out of. So I am a skeptic. Yeah, he made it to the Sweet 16 last year. They came back. They were also down to Cincinnati by like 25 points, came back and won. Is that a fluke? Is that a fluke? Because uh, what Loyola took him down. I don't know. I don't know that he is a great coach. So I am still a skeptic. I am actually thinking that is a bad hire. If you had to ask me, I don't think he will succeed at Arkansas. There's too much talent in the SEC right now. I, I need to see more at least, you know. But, hey, that, that, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. What else do we have? What else do we have? Uh, it's Chris Mullen stepping down at St. John's, which I, from what I understand, I know, look, some people said, I think his press re- release or whatever he said, said he was tired. I don't believe that there's a new athletic director at St. John's. I think they demanded more and I think it's a mistake because I think he's got that program heading in the right direction. Um, But yeah, Steve Alfred, then Nevada hires Steve Alfred. 
which I don't know about that. I mean, look, I hated him at UCLA. I thought he did a terrible coaching job. I just hate, he doesn't really focus on defense. His teams are always weak defensively. Now, however, he did have a great run at New Mexico and a decent run at Iowa. So considering that Musselman left, maybe it's not a bad hire to try to but I, I mean, I'm instantly seeing a bunch of their players transfer. They, they recruited a, a top 10 player in the nation last year. He was a freshman this year. Well, he just announced he's transferring. So I don't know what to think of it. He's got his work cut out for him. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give that a six out of 10. Um, if, if I had to judge that one also, uh, Mick Cronin, UCLA. Believe it or not, UCLA did not hire me despite me sending them countless resumes. Uh, they decided to go with Mick Cronin, a guy who his resume is pretty similar to mine. Well, he, he went to one sweet 16. I think it went like 12 years. So there we go. I actually like Mick Cronin though. I think he's a good coach. I think he's going to get it done. I think it's a good hire. I think it's a blessing in disguise that, uh, that uh, Rick Barnes did not go to UCLA and stayed at Tennessee. No, you Tennessee fans out there hate me dogging you for that, but Hey, I really believe that Mick Cronin, I think could do some things at UCLA, especially with how weak of a conference that is coaching wise. Um, what other news do we have? Uh, who else? There was another coaching hire. What the fuck? I can't think. Um. Oh yeah, Lipscomb's ba- Lipscomb's basketball coach, uh, Casey Alexander, I think it was, agreed to take the job at Belmont. You know, Belmont's famous coach of like thirty years retired. Interesting, interesting little thing there. I don't. I mean, I guess it's a little step up, but I don't know. I think I might have toughed it out at Lipscomb for another year. But Casey Alexander is now at Belmont. I guess that's a good hire for Belmont. If I know there's a lot of Belmont fans out here, so I just want to give it to you. Real. Real. Um, I had someone on Twitter ask me, uh, who do I think could be potential teams next next year in college basketball that could really Surprise that are going to be much better. And I have a list. And I'm just going to run down some Texas, even though I saw their big man came out today, which I was not when I wrote this down, that was two days ago. So look, here's why I like Texas. Shaka smart, make or break year. That tends to be a good thing because the team needs to play for them. And they just won the NIT, and they showed they have some pretty good talent there. You, normally, the winner of the NIT probably deserved to be in the tournament, so they probably should have been in, and some fucking shit school probably should have been. Temple probably shouldn't have been in. Uh, I like Maryland. Maryland returns everybody. Uh, they're second. They were the second youngest team in all of college basketball last year. I still have my questions on the coaching front, like X's and O's wise, but they should be loaded next year, and it should be fun to watch the Terps you know, returned there to their like Gary Williams era glory with Joe Smith and X-Ray hip and all those guys. Uh, what Steve Blake, who's the Juan Dixon, 
who was that forward that should have stayed in school? Chris Wilcox. Clippers drafted that guy early like a bunch of idiots. Unpolished game. Uh, Maryland will be good, though. Michigan, I think Michigan will be good. Although I saw they might have a player that came out early, I think, that I wasn't projecting to come out. But you should see, I think Beeline's going to have them pretty loaded next year. The Houston Cougars, they re-signed Sampson. Team was pretty damn young this year. I really like Houston. Memphis and Penny Hardaway. Um, he's the top recruit in the nation coming in. And he won like 23 games this year or something, 24 games. So right, Memphis will be in the tournament next year, I think. Another thing is that now that Cincinnati doesn't have Mick Cronin, I don't know who Cincinnati's going to hire. Uh, Cincinnati, St. John's, I don't know who they're going to hire, but um, that's obviously something to keep an eye out for. But the, the AAC, also Dawkins is leaving UCF, signed with an agent. Now that doesn't mean he's leaving for sure, by the way, guys. Nowadays, they have a rule. If you sign with an agent, you have up until, I think, May 20th, you can assess where you'd be drafted, and then you can go back into college and kind of get out of the deal with your agent. But uh, you got Aubrey Dawkins at UCF. was uh, it's announced he was coming out. Uh, obviously, Taco Fall is gone. So you would think that UCF would take a pretty big step back despite Johnny Dawkins still being there. Um. Yeah, and then you would think, obviously, uh, you know, East Carolina is going to probably contend for the national championship next year. But yeah, the, besides them, you got Houston and Memphis, and uh, obviously Cincinnati should take a step back. UCF take a step back. Temple, Fram Duffy retired. Aaron McKee steps in. Maybe they take a step back, even though Aaron McKee, I mean, was his assistant and he's you know went to Temple, but uh, doesn't have much experience as being a head coach. You throw all those things together, I think uh, it's looking like Memphis, Houston, and Wichita are going to battle for that top spot in the AAC. And uh, you forgot my East Carolina Pirates, you know, whole, you know, Blue Edwards is alma mater. Famous Blue Edwards from the Utah Jazz. Yeah, you're probably wondering what the fuck I'm talking about. Some other teams I got there uh, are, I got, uh, my, I'll go with my Colorado Buffaloes. Look, they were really young. They returned pretty much the whole entire team. And the Pac-12 is wide the fuck open. Yeah, Mick Cronin's coming to UCLA, but year one, I do expect he'll they'll be a lot better. Arizona State, Bobby Hurley turned down St. John's gig. I hear Iona's coach is the lead right now to get the St. John's gig. I was saying last night on our deleted episode that I think they should consider. Mark Jackson, former St. John's point guard, played for the New York Knicks and the Indiana Pacers and the Denver Nuggets and a bunch of other teams. I think that'd be a good one. They should consider Jeff Van Gundy. I have no idea if he wants to do the college thing, but why not? Why fucking not? You play your games at Madison Square Garden a lot of times. Perfect situation. Um, but yeah, I got the Colorado Buffaloes in there uh, as a, a team that could be uh, really good next year. The Dayton Flyers. Dayton is was really young. Anthony Grant's got that program heading in the right direction. He's at his alma mater. I would have put Duquesne in there in the A-10. I was really high on Duquesne. They have such great talent on that team, but they're one of their best players, if not their best. Uh, Eric Williams announced he was transferring, which all of a sudden has me rethinking Duquesne. But also I want to see how Georgetown, Georgetown did make my list because I'm curious to see how Patrick Ewing, I think Patrick Ewing has it going in the right direction. Sure, they missed out on the tournament this year. They need to schedule better. The past two years, they've scheduled absolute dog shit at a conference. 
They need to fix that if they really want a chance to to make the tournament. They were on the bubble this year, but they 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 collapsed. So Lottie freaking da. All right. That's uh oh yeah. I think I did have a Twitter question from our guy at KW Fahi. Who would you want to see as St. John's head coach? That I just answered Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, Metal World Peace would be fucking hilarious, even though I don't think it would be good. Uh, but Mark Jackson, realistically, Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, I don't think it's a bad option. I don't think that's a bad option. Could they somehow, you know, throw big bucks? I thought UCLA would maybe make a a run at, uh, what's the Oklahoma City coach's name that I can't think? The Thunders coach. For, it was at Florida. Billy, I can't, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Um, but maybe that, but I don't think St. John's has that type of money. What St. John's need to do, needs to do, is fucking start a football team. You're in New York City. You got fucking a, a billion fucking people there. Start a fucking football team. Have a college football team. Georgetown, too. Georgetown's got a D3 team. They should have a fucking Division One team. They should all step up. There should be no FCS. They should delete the FCS. Everyone should step up. I'm a fucking genius. I don't care what you say. <laughs> ah. Uh, other part of uh, Fahi's question was uh, also new segment idea. Patty C douchebag moment of the week with Patty C giving one douchebag thing he's done all week or Patty C fact of the week and have him give one fact about himself. Good idea. I'll run it past him. Fahi. Uh, we kind of answered this last night on the, on the show. And he said, his, I mean, I think I cut in by saying his douchebag moment of the week would have been him rooting for the, for the Virginia Cavaliers. <laughs> And Patty C does own a tiki torch, which fucking we got to red flag that motherfucker. We got to red flag him. All right. Uh, next question from welcome to UAB, our guy between you two who would win in a fight. If neither of you had legs, me and Patty C answered this last night. I said, Patty C because I saw Patty C. Patty C spent some time as a kickboxer, believe it or not. He actually fought professional fight. Or more than one. I, I don't know how many he did. But I know I went to one in Virginia Beach in a hood-ass area. And he was the underdog. And it was like me and like 10 of my friends. And the whole fucking stadium was for this other boxer or kickboxer. Black guy. In, in uh, you know, this is like Newport News or some shit where it's like percentage-wise, most of the area is black. But what was amazing is we come in there. We're all drinking beers. We're getting pretty fucked up, actually. We got a good crew. We got like 10 friends, all from where we grew up, all throwing down, white, black, whatever. We're all fucking just throwing down and there to support our guy, Patty C. And Patty C comes through for us, man. After the first round, it was looking like Patty C might get his ass whooped, if memory serves me correct. Second round, he kind of delivers some blows. Third round, he knocks the motherfucker out. And the whole crowd is shocked. And we talk shit to everybody. And it was fucking amazing. So, by me judging that, I'm going to say Patty C would win. Although, if he has no legs, maybe I can fucking throw some fucking dirt in his face or some shit. Pull a classic Ric Flair move. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, next question is from at Grook315. Have you seen the docuseries Action? What's your take on it? Why did they not interview SGP? That's a very good question, Grook315, but I have not seen it. But if you check sportsgunningpodcast.com, they recently had one of the members 
from that or members or whatever the fuck you want to say. Someone involved with that series on the sports gambling podcast. So you should check it out. Sports podcast.com or just look at the sports gambling podcast podcast. And you'll see it is on there. Um, we got the masters going on. Look, I'm not fucking excited. Someone tweeted me who I got. I don't fucking know. I don't follow golf. No disrespect to all you guys that do. I just can't get into it. It's fucking boring. I fall asleep every time. And I'll be honest, it's a rich ass sport that I haven't, I have a hard time playing it because it's fucking expensive as fuck. You give me a hard time. If I don't wear a fucking college shirt, go fuck yourself. All right. Sorry. I don't know. If you like it, more power to you. I'll take Chi Chi Rodriguez to win the whole fucking thing. All right. <laughs> All right. You want a John Daly story? I'll tell you a John Daly story though. I went to a fucking Hooters in Daytona beach when I was like 20 years old. Went down there for beach week, Daytona beach, Florida. I'm with some buddies. We get fucked up. We're so hungover the next day. And our hotel happens to be right across the street from a fucking Hooters. We go into the Hooters. Like we are so fucked up. We're so hungover. Come in there. I noticed some guy at the fucking door. Didn't make any sense. I mean, when you're this hungover, you don't really pay attention to shit. And I'm like, okay, some guy was trying to like offer us something, but I ignored it and just went to my fucking table. We ordered some little brewskis or Buddy Marys or something. Me and about three or four other people. And then uh, a waitress takes our order. If, you, if waitress is a strong word, but someone takes our order and, and proceeds to give us the worst fucking food on the planet. I'm joking. Their wings aren't bad. I always love when people complain about the food at fucking Hooters. They're like, please, the food wasn't that good. Oh, really? You fuck, it's called fucking Hooters. Anyone ever remember the arena football team, the Hooters, the Miami Hooters in 1994? What the fuck am I talking about? Okay, point is, John Daly comes over to our table. We didn't know it was John Daly, really, at the time. But he comes over. We're all sitting, waiting for our food to be delivered, drinking our beer. Comes over and he's like, gentlemen, how would you guys like to buy a signed glove? Right? And then it dawns on us, like, probably 30 seconds into him talking about it, he's trying to sell his autograph to us. <laughs> for money, though. For money, he's not just trying to give us an autograph. He's offering, he's saying if we give 20 bucks or 30 bucks or something, we will uh, buy, get a glove or whatever the fuck. Some, some type of shit that he was selling, which cracked me up. But he was drinking beer also, so kudos to him. But he went away, and then the waitress came over and said some shit like, he's, sorry, guys, he does it to all the fucking tables. And it was classic. It was like the, it was like the waitress hated him. Because it was like, he hits on us all day. <laughs> it was pretty classic. Probably my favorite golf story ever. All right? Still didn't buy any, any of his shit, though. All right? But uh, kudos to John. Hope he's doing good. Uh, what am I talking about, guys? We got more Twitter questions. We got more Twitter questions. I just recently, I was gone. I was off the grid for like two days. Look, I got done with college basketball, and I was like, I need to get the fuck out of Los Angeles. I've been busting my ass doing articles, doing spreadsheets, doing different shit, podcasts for you guys. You know, I wanted to get away. So I, I went out. Well, I was going to go try to get laid. The girl that I kind of been seeing uh, invited me out to San Francisco again. But for some reason, every fucking hotel in San Francisco was like $700. I don't know why. I mean, well, I have a dog, but I'm saying normally it's like 200 with a dog. 
$700. They must have been some type of convention in town or fucking, I don't know what. But holy shit. So then she's trying to convince me to go up there and spend $700 just on the room. That doesn't include dinner, dinner drinks, all that other bullshit. So I, I said no. But I was kind of like wanting to get away. So I did the Zen thing. Took the dog, went out to the desert, went to Palm Springs, went to this big-ass national park called Anza Borrega or something out here in California. It was perfect. Even went up in the mountains of California, went even to Santa Barbara. I went all across for two days, just hiking out in fucking nature. No cell phone, really, except for when I came back to the hotel room. I didn't camp out, unfortunately. But I got away, and it was great. Sometimes I think we need to do that as people. You know what I mean? Just get the fuck away. Go out in the middle of nowhere. Learn about granola. You know, eat a bunch of granola. Get some fucking hemp. <laughs> Find God. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but I did. I did these things, man, and it was cool. And then I came back. I'm in the right mindset, despite having a podcast deleted, which when you find that out, it's a blow. It's a big blow. You feel like shit. You're like, damn it. We just put in a great, I was in traffic for absolutely nothing. Ooh. Watch the Orioles this morning. Fucking Orioles. Chris Davis. He's now 0 for 50. He's now 0 for 53 in his last 53 bats. At bats. Whatever you want to say. I mean, I think he's the highest paid Oriole too. Isn't that fucking incredible? That's a record that no one's going to ever top. I actually think I might be able to do better than that. Just let me swing. Let me just swing and maybe the odds of it maybe potentially hitting the ball. Possible. I can, I can, I think I can go better than 0 and 53. All I need is one, one fucking little bunt, little bunt, little barely just bunt it out there. Boom. Oh, for 53. That's incredible. There, there was a bar last year in Baltimore, and I wonder if they're doing it this year that, uh, had a thing where they would do uh, shots on the house if he got a hit every time he got a hit, which was hilarious because I saw some footage of the bar and, and you know, uh, dudes going up to bat and the whole bar's like chanting like, oh, <laughs> and then he struck out and no one got shit. Whoo. What other Twitter? Qu- I got Twitter questions. I got Twitter questions. Um, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? We're going to talk NFL. I mean, not NFL, NBA and NHL. Uh, at Trev's 81, who gets more wins in their first year? Les Miles of Kansas, Jeff Collins of Georgia Tech, or Chris Kleiman of Kansas State? Look, I am very excited to see what Les Miles could do at Kansas. I'm a Les Miles fan. Uh, he's a riverboat gambler. I love his fourth and one little backward flip passes. He, oh, I, I, I mean, I look, I'm also biased. Les Miles was an assistant at Colorado in their 1990 run to the national championship, but I find the guy highly entertaining and I can't wait to see Kansas, but I do not. I mean, obviously this is going to take time. You can't just walk into Kansas and just win a bunch of games in the big 12. Uh, Jeff Collins at Georgia tech. He's bringing us a big time fucking recruits, but Jeff Collins has, he's implementing a pro system and they were running the triple option for like a decade. I imagine that curve is going to be pretty, pretty, uh, pretty big. So I'm going to go Chris Kleiman. Kleiman, you know, former North Dakota state coach comes into Kansas state. 
Bill Snyder and his players not only showed up for him to, they almost made a bowl game. They rose up to him. I mean, they, they really botched the final game of the year, but they, they really played their asses off in a game they should have lost. Uh, or coming in, they were heavy dogs, and they almost won the game. They showed up for him the final fucking game or final few games of the season. And uh, Snyder's defense, he said his team was really young. And he said, give them to next year. And then they didn't give him to next year. So they deserve absolutely all the worst in the world because it's his fucking stadium. He started that, that school was the worst, the, 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 the losing his team in college football before Bill Snyder took it over percentage wise. And they didn't listen to the legend. However, I think Kleiman walks into a pretty good situation. Team's kind of young. Our team's, I mean, I mean, experience now. They were young last year. So I'm going to say that Kansas State and Chris Kleiman will be the best of the three. Next question is from Brundelf. Brundelf7. I could be butchering your pronunciation of that, but whatever. You guys always talk tech mobile, but never bring up the greatest football game ever, which is John Madden or NFL blitz. Why? Well, first off you are offending the fuck out of me right now. We always talk tech mobile because it's the greatest football game ever fucking made. I love Madden. Some of the Maddens I have, I'm a big fan of Madden 96 for Sega, not, not the PlayStation shit. Um, NFL blitz. I never really got into much. I played it some, it was fun. It's like NBA jam for football, but first off, you're forgetting about the NCAA footballs, which were amazing. All of them in the nineties, in the two thousands, all incredible. And certainly fuck Ed O'Bannon for having that shit ruined. But I'll say this. Tech football is still number one. Number two would probably be the college footballs or for me, I, I like the college footballs a little bit better than Madden. Although Madden 96 was actually the, all the early nineties Maddens were money. And some of the later ones were good too. All right. I think that may do it on Twitter questions. Guys, I, I, I missed the first night of NHL hockey. I missed the first night, but I did see that Patty C. We made our predictions on the last podcast. And I saw he, you know, he was heavy on the Tampa Bay Lightning to win it all. Well, uh, I saw that the Lightning lost game one to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Fucking hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. I told you, 1-8 in, in hockey. Doesn't mean much to me. It doesn't mean much to me anymore. I've seen it too many times. The Kings were an 8-seed one year, and they went all the way. I think they won the cup from the eight, being an 8-seed. So, that's why I was not as high on the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think I did have them winning the first round, but I did not like them to win at all this year. Um, then we are uh, reviewing yesterday's games. Um, you got Pittsburgh lost to New York, the Islanders. Patty C was on Islanders. I was on Pittsburgh. It was in overtime. Look, that season, that, that series is going to go seven. However, Patty C was on Winnipeg and I was on the St. Louis blues and the blues got it done. My blues shout out to Brett Hull, miles Davis and whoever the fuck else is from St. Louis, Ozzy Smith. Uh, look, I like the blues. I think they're a good. I, I think the blues could do damage. I think the blues could go far. I don't want, I didn't cover that much of the regular season, but I still, I, I flirt. I watch some games. You know, I'm not a total idiot over here. 
Uh, me and Patty C were both wrong on the Nashville Predators. Dallas did beat them. The Dallas Stars. Fuck the Dallas Stars. Minnesota North Stars. They come back as the Wild. We're wild. Fucking terrible. North Stars, awesome name. Wild. Fucking retarded. And then my last one. So me and Patty C both got those wrong. So right now, Patty C would be what? One and one. One and two. One and three. Patty C goes one and four in the first night. of, of So because... I got the Sharks beating Vegas. Golden, the very Golden Knights. Patty C took the very Golden Knights. But we were, for this, I mean, I guess to be fair, we were picking a, the seven game series. So he's still alive on all of these. But he went one and five for his teams. I, on the other hand, throwing my dick in the air, I went a nice, <laughs> I went two, two, and one. So I can't even be that fucking. Feel that great about myself. But then tonight, the Maple Leafs beat the Bruins, which Patty C was on. Patty C was on that. Uh, I was on Boston. Damn, four to one, too. Got a chance to watch some of that game. Uh, then the Carolina Hurricane got their ass whooped by the Washington Caps. Came back, made it a decent game, though. But the Caps won. I was on the Caps. And then I was on the Calgary Flames, who won four to nothing against Colorado. Mike Smith with a great game defensively as the goalie for the Flames. Can't wait to watch more. NHL Action got four games coming up tomorrow. I'm looking all right still. I'm looking all right. NBA wise. NBA, NBA, NBA. Um, let me get to before I get to the NBA, I want to tell you guys that. Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by a certain thing called mybookie.ag. Yeah. And let me tell you something. I have an ad that I want to read for you guys. Uh, well, I just want to tell you the guys that uh, sign up over at mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP50. Five zero. Claim your fifty percent deposit bonus today. I swear, I'm sunstruck, man. I've been out in the desert. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I can't even find my notes over here. Oh, I wanted to tell you also that uh, it, for the Masters, they're offering a fifty percent refund on your biggest Masters bet. An example would be if you bet a thousand dollars on Tommy Fleetwood to win, they'll give you fifty percent back if it does not hit. It's a great deal. Great fucking deal. Mybookie.ag. Do it. I am. I dude, I've been out in the desert all day though. And it's it's uh, it, the sun could beats beats down on you, man. Beats down on you. It's a powerful fucking thing. I have pale skin too, so it's even worse. I saw some crazy ass insects out there. Crazy ass insects. Uh I don't think they have cicadas. And I was thinking about this. I don't think they have cicadas in California. Does anyone know what a cicada is? It's something we had on the East coast growing up over in the DC area. These big ass bugs that come up like every 17 years and fuck. And they're just loud and they make, they're just fucking terrible. Like you're stepping on them. You're running them over. It's just, they're loud ass things for, they'll come up for one whole summer. But it got me thinking one of the greatest moments for me was uh, our buddy, uh, Buddy of the podcast, his name is Slaw. He got the name Slaw because, well, he was at a bar and he challenged him to, he, with all of us, with me and Patty C and some other friends. 
And randomly, he's eating his fish and chips, gets done, and he grabs his coleslaw and he goes, you dare me to throw, to throw this in my beer and chug my whole beer? He fucking dared himself for some reason, right? Normally it would be like, I dare you to do that. But no, he dares himself to do that. So of course, me being the outstanding human being that I am, I say, yeah, sure. <laughs> so then I watch him take his tub of fucking coleslaw, throw it in his beer, chugs his entire beer with the coleslaw in it, laughs about it for a second, and then vomits all over the fucking table. <laughs> there was girls there too. So it's like he just purposely threw himself out of the chances of getting anything. <laughs> Slaw. What a fucking legend. That guy's a legend. There was another time. I'm going on a tangent here, but just hear me out. I'm alone. I just want to talk to you guys. Slaw moves out to LA. Didn't really know what he wants to do with his life. And, and George Sloshington, as we call him. He needs a gig. Our other buddy. Happens to be working for the uh, MTV Music or Movie Awards, one of the two. And he gets Slaw on as a PA. A PA, I mean, I don't know if you know what that is, but it's like he basically runs around and grabs fucking coffee and water and random shit. Like, oh, we need you to go uh, get us, uh, you know, make copies of this report. Go to Kinko's and print this thing out. So he gets like $200 to run around fucking LA and do shit, which isn't that bad of a gig if you're just coming out here. At least you're connected. You can get some type of job. So Slaw's on this thing for like two weeks or something, the, the lead up, you know, and uh, he's telling us because he's crashing on our couch at the time, comes back and he's like, bro, I'm working with the hottest two girls that are PAing with me. They're fucking beautiful. Like, I love them. He's all excited about them. And then a couple of days later, I get th this is what happens. So Slaw essentially gets sent out to do a chore. They miss lunch. Them, him and the two girls. But the two girls go independently to go do their own thing. Slaw goes to do his. When they come back, they miss lunch. So then my buddy, who's the boss of all three of them, gives them some money to, gives the girls some money to go get some tacos. Slaw's still out, I believe, actually. The girls go get some tacos for them and Slaw and I think my buddy and maybe a few other people. But they bring up to Slaw. Slaw grabs his taco, I think two of them actually, and he proceeds to sit down next to these two girls. It's just them three in a room from, from the way I've been told this fucking story. And he bites into his taco and the wax paper is still on the taco. He didn't realize that the fucking wax paper is still on the taco. So like, I feel like any one of our listeners or even myself, the first thing I would do, that's a great introduction to knowing these girls. I would say, oh, shit. Look at me. I bit into the wax paper. I'm a fucking idiot, right? And the girls would start laughing, and i go, hey, you know, hey, I'm Colby. You know, you know we, uh, how could I do this? You know what I mean? What do you guys think of this? Did you guys ever, you know, it just, it's a good icebreaker. No, not Slaw. Slaw tenses up. He sees that they're eating their shit and looking at him. So he doesn't want to play dumb. So he decides, I'm going to eat the whole fucking taco with the wrapper on. Right? <laughs> he eats the whole fucking taco with the wrapper on because he does. He's too embarrassed to have these girls find out that he ate a fucking taco or, or you know, bit into a taco with the wrapper on. Hey, it makes no sense, but it's absolutely fucking hilarious. But here's the best part. He thought he got away with that shit. Right? 
was even telling me that night that he that what happened, right? But then my buddy happens to inform us that old slaw. The girls happen to go to my buddy who employs them and say, hey, your friend's fucking weird. He ate a whole taco with the fucking wrapper on. <laughs> uh, dude, I love that story. That's the greatest story ever. So they noticed the whole time that he was just a fucking idiot. Oh, man. Slaw. Anyway, the point of this whole fucking thing was I was in the desert and I was wondering why there's no cicadas on the West. As far as I know, at least. But it got me thinking, and then I started laughing because I thought of Cicada Story with Slaw. Which is turning into me talking about Slaw for fucking 30 minutes. But I just want to let you guys know that. So Slaw asked me for a favor back when I'm like 20 years old. Right before I moved to LA. And he asked me to help him move like his grandma or his aunt or something in Maryland. On like a Sunday morning. So what the plan was for me to go over to Slaw's. And then the next morning, I'll sleep over there, and in the morning we'll get up and we'll go move a bunch of furniture for his, uh, I want to say it was his aunt, but could have been his grandmother. And we, as 20-year-olds, made the mistake of getting absolutely fucked up the night before. So then we wake up, his mother wakes us up, and we're really hungover. Slaw's a little more hungover than me, though. But we get in the car, it's Sunday morning, and if you're familiar with the D.C. area, we take the toll road all the way to Maryland. But he's, Slaw drives fast. He had motorcycles and shit in his life. He's a fucking wild man. We're going like 80 miles an hour on our way to Maryland. And he's complaining. He's like, fucking, my mom had to do this shit six in the morning. This is bullshit. You know, and he's just kind of ranting. And I'm just like, kind of just out of it. Just like, yeah, it sucks. And then he's really just like at the peak. It was like perfect timing by God or something. He's peaking at his point like this, I had to do this, I've done this, this, and this, and this is bullshit, and then all of a sudden, at 80 miles an hour with his window barely cracked, I'm talking like the size of your hand, a fucking cicada flies in and explodes on his face. <laughs> Guys, a cicada is like two or three inches long, probably two inches long. I mean, this thing exploded on his face. I didn't even know a cicada, Right? I just saw like uh, like a white shit just all instantly all over my buddy's face. Like all over it. And he's asking me to grab the wheel and I'm laughing too fucking hard to grab the wheel. So so he's getting I'm just laughing too much. I'm like, if we're gonna die, I'm okay with this. This is fucking hilarious. Cause he was pissed at the world and like whatever, a higher being, whatever, somebody got pissed and a cicada exploded on his fucking face. Absolutely hilarious. I dude, it was so bad that like the rest of the trip. We still have to drive like 20, 30 minutes. I couldn't look at the fucking guy. I was cracking up that it's the most I've ever laughed. And retelling the story doesn't justify it because I think it's the most I've ever laughed in one, in one sit down ever, like in my life. Holy shit. And then we had to move furniture. You ever try to pick up a couch? You're looking at the guy across from you. You start laughing. You have to drop the fucking couch. I had to turn my back around and grab the couch like backwards and face the other fucking direction. Absolutely hilarious stuff. Cicada exploding on Slaw's face. Slaw's a fucking legend. <laughs> what am I talking about, guys? NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs. Oh, by the way, did you guys notice now we're over 31 AAF players in the NFL? And you're telling me that's a shit league, Kramer? Who else? Come at me, Tom Dondon. What happened to your fucking hurricane tonight, all right? They're going down. They're going to get swept like the piece of shit you are. 31 players. Wait, we're not even close to finishing all these players getting signed. I'm telling you, half the league is going to be in the NFL training camps this year. We were shitting on that league, and it was a good league. It's bullshit. 
that they're not playing that fucking league anymore, man. Bullshit. Whew. Uh, what else? What else? NBA. NBA. Dirk Nowitzki retired. Give it up for Dirk Nowitzki. I'm a big fan of Dirk. Seems like a quality guy. Hell of a basketball player. Kind of developed the, uh, one of the first like jump shooting big men that are that tall, 6'10", 6'11". Patty C got into me uh, w- with this because I was saying, well, you know, Sam Perkins could hit threes. Arvita Sabonis could hit threes, especially before the knee injuries. A lot of people don't know Sabonis was amazing before the fucking knee injuries. Um, he wasn't even in the NBA, but uh, I asked some greats about him. They'll, they'll, they'll tell you about Arvita Sabonis. But what about Cliff Robinson? Cliff Robinson was a dude that was capable of hitting threes, never on the level of Nowitzki where he was like that, that money behind the line, but Cliff Robinson could hit threes. Derek McKee could hit threes. Larry Johnson, no, Larry Johnson only like 6'6 six, six or something, 6'5, but there's a lot of big men. But I mean, I feel like Dirk was the first, like, the guy that was so wet. Like, it was just unbelievable. Kind of like Larry Bird, actually. What's he, what's Patty C talking about? Larry Bird was like 6'9. I think I got him. I think I got him on this. I got him on this shit. Uh, Jamal Crawford, my guy, Jamal Crawford. I used to run into Jamal Crawford, uh, my Whole Foods pretty often. I think maybe I ran into, ran into him at Whole Foods probably like two or three times, maybe even four times. So what's up? Always been a Jamal Crawford fan. 39 years young, oldest player in NBA history to drop over 50 points. Always been a big fan of his game. Even when he was at Michigan, nasty handles, nasty handles. He could stay in the league for another 10 years. Six years. Six years. <laughs> He's going to be 45. He's going to be fucking George Blanda. All right? Or Adam Vinatieri. Or Tom Brady with these new fucking sissy rules. Um, what else? What else? Oh, I want to preview the NBA playoffs. All right. We're going to do the matchups here. I'm going to make my predictions. East Coast. One seed. Milwaukee Bucks. Two seed. Detroit Pistons. This is not really excite me, but I'm going to call for the Bucks in six. Give me six games. Pistons are going to give them a little bit of a push, a little bit of a push, maybe five. Definitely not a sweep. I'm going five or six, but I think six is the, the magic number for me. Toronto Raptors, two seed against the Orlando Magic. This, I'm already asleep. Raptors sweep. I'm calling that one. Sweep. Fucking magic. Uh, look, this is, these matchups are absolutely dog shit. Pistons, Bucks, maybe a little bit decent. Raptors, magic, I could fucking give a shit about. Next one is Sixers, Nets. Is there anything worse than this matchup? I feel like we watched one of these matchups in the 90s and it was terrible. Uh, I'm going to say Sixers and Six. They got D'Angelo Russell and stuff on Brooklyn. I still don't know that I buy into the Sixers. They have the most, they have a really talented roster, but I don't know that I, they're going to win the series, but give me in six. Yeah, maybe, maybe five, but six. I'm, I'm thinking six. What the fuck? All right. And then the best series on the whole East coast is Celtics Pacers. This, this is going to be a great series. I think give me it in seven Celtics and seven to get it done. I'm excited to watch that one. I will be centering my days around that. I mean, I'm going to watch all of this action, but I'm going to actually go out of my way to make sure I sit down to watch all of the Celtics Pacers matchups. And then the West coast Western Western conference. 
it got a little interesting because the Clippers lost a couple games down the stretch and the Spurs won some. So all of a sudden, I mean, at one point, like a week ago, the Spurs, uh, the Clippers were like a four or five seed. And now they end up in the eight seed, which means they play the Warriors in the first round, which I will call for the Warriors to sweep the Clippers. That will be a sweep. Get the Clippers out of here as much as they're, I root for them. And then comes an interesting, a very interesting matchup that I think I'm going to call the upset. The Denver Nuggets, who, yes, they've had a great year, but they do not have experience in the playoffs. They play the San Antonio Spurs. 2-7 matchup. I'm calling the Spurs to get this done in six. Six is my fucking magic number in all my games, for the most part. Give me the Spurs to get it done. Upset the Denver Nuggets. And then your 3-6 matchup, which actually is a fucking pretty good series. Blazers and the Thunder. I know... uh, Lillard and Westbrook have exchanged some shit on the court about, I think Westbrook said, you, you never like, you're never that good against me or some shit like that. Uh, I got the thunder upset in the blazers. Give me a thunder in seven. going to go seven. I will be excited. I mean, I, I I'm going to watch that one. That one. I mean, I'm going to watch all this shit, but I'm, I'm excited for that one now. All of a sudden, then you got the Houston Rockets and the Utah jazz. I want the jazz to win this so fucking bad because I hate the Houston Rockets. Mike D'Antoni. I can't stand the way you, you run your teams. I hate your little offense, your little fucking off. <laughs> uh, however, the Rockets will win. Give me the Rockets in six. I want the Jazz, though. Please, Utah Jazz. Look, you did the right thing. You kicked that racist fan out. Now win some fucking ball games. Get this thing done. Those are my NBA picks. Those are my fucking NBA picks. What else do I have to tell you guys? I don't know what else I have to tell you guys. It's tough doing a solo podcast because I don't know what the hell to tell you guys. Um, if you're in the area, in the Los Angeles area, Thursday, April 25th, 10 p.m. at the Dojo of Comedy at Sycamore Tavern on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, me and Sean Green from the Sports Gambling Podcast are doing our Locker room comedy show. Got a bunch of great comics on the bill. Why not come out to this thing? Check it out. It's a great comedy venue. Hang out, kick back with us, grab a beer or two, and see some great comics. And we're, get this. It's a sports-themed stand-up show. You ever heard of that? All the comics have to, their material has to be sports-related. Boom. That's why you should come out and check us out. Sports are coming back. I know that you think well, these millennials don't fuck with it. Shit's coming around. It's all coming back around. All right, sports for the win. What else? You can find us on, uh, guys, if you can honestly, honestly, I say this every week, but no one ever fucking does it. In the football season, everyone was doing it. iTunes reviews. Please leave us an iTunes review. Look, I only have one good review before you get to a bad review. I need like fucking 15 good reviews, please. I want to rig this fucking election. All right. Let's rig this thing. I want you to go to iTunes. It's easy. Type in Sports Gambling Podcast Network on iTunes, the search engine. Or if you don't even have an iPhone or want to do the iTunes thing, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You'll see a little button called iTunes where you can click and you can write a review despite not having iTunes or an iPhone or whatever the fuck. Please, guys, I don't think you understand how, how, I mean, this is our, this is how we get paid, essentially. And, and also, I mean, if you want to buy merch, that'd be great, too. We, we have merch, and, and I, we've been trying to sell it. Numbers aren't the greatest. Hey, 
Let's let's get some merch, guys. Get a college experience sweatshirt. That thing would help. You wear a college experience sweatshirt in Des Moines, Iowa. Your chances of being la- getting laid probably went up a decimal point. Just saying that. Just the fact you're staying warm. It's still a little cold there. I saw there was a blizzard in Colorado the other day. Just the fact you're staying warm. And it's new. Women like new clothing. Doesn't They might not know what the college experience is, but you can tell them. Great, great, great intro to a conversation. Hey, what's the college experience thing? Oh, it's this amazing show with this very attractive guy uh, and his buddy. And I'm not talking about Patty C. And they, they, they sit there and, and analyze college football and college basketball. Do you really like it, sweetheart? Check it out on iTunes. Boom. Next thing you know, she wants to ask you, you know, hey, maybe you want to come over and like change a light bulb in my house. And boom. Next thing you know, you're having sex. Maybe you get married, have some kids. And that's how life works, guys. So what I'm saying is, please, college experience, what's your, another thing is like, you just look better when you're wearing new clothes, you know what I mean? You're warmer, you know what I mean? It's a nice fleece sweatshirt. I mean, there's t-shirts too. If it's getting a little hot and you're in Miami listening to this thing, wear a t-shirt. College experience, sports getting podcast, Boston Capper. I mean, come on. Or not Boston Capper, Boston Whale. The baby fucking whale. Not Boston Capper. Shout out to Boston Capper though. Uh, what the fuck am I talking about, guys? Um... Yeah, you can find us on Twitter, Sports Gaming Podcast Network. If you go to uh, Twitter <laughs> and type in at SGP Network, that's us. You can find Patty C on Twitter at Patty C831. You can find me on Twitter at the Colby D. Guys, we got some shit coming up. Obviously, NHL, NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball. Fucking Phillies got their ass whooped by the Nationals like 16 to 1 today. Hilarious. Where you at, Sean Green? My Orioles are terrible. Chris Davis can't hit shit. Our relief pitching is absolutely dog shit. But hey, we're playing better than I thought we would be at this this point in the season. Uh, If you live in LA, we still can't get the Dodgers unless you have uh, Spectrum. It's a fucking joke. Um, But I do have Spectrum so I can watch the Dodgers. But still, for most of the city, you can't fucking even see your own team. It's pathetic. This happened on the East Coast. The whole town would burn down. The whole fucking town would burn down. Take the Cubs away from Chicago for two weeks, TV-wise. Whole fucking town's burning down. That's not even, I mean, that's not even East Coast, really. I mean, that's, take this away from anywhere except for, like, Florida. (laughs) You ever watch, like, a Florida Marlins game? I swear. Florida Marlins games, they look like there's 17 people there. I don't understand how they make any fucking money. I thought my comedy show turnouts were bad, but the Florida Marlins may have me beat. <laughs> uh, it's amazing that they've won a World Series, actually. It really is. Um, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. This is the college experience. Guys, you guys better start thinking about yours. We got a lot of shit coming up. NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, Kentucky Derby, the Masters, Greg Norman, the Shark. He's going to do things. Go, John Daly, wherever the hell you're at. I don't know any other golfers. Tiger Woods. Sure. There's some other guys. Phil Michelob. Some shit like that. Whoever had that shot that skipped like rocks across the river the other day, that was pretty badass. All right. I got to be honest. I thought that was a fucking great move. Probably the most exciting thing I've seen in golf in 30 years. Most exciting thing in golf besides that shot was Tiger Woods being a little bitch and yelling at the cameraman who, uh, 
who took that photo of him. He's like, are you kidding me? You can't do this. This is goth. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. This is the college experience, guys. Hope you dug the solo show. I don't know if this is any good. Look, when you're solo, it's just boring. I'm just sitting here going ranting. I got a fucking $150 bottle of mezcal. A buddy got me in Mexico yesterday, staring me in the face. Haven't cracked it. I'm going to crack this bottle and get to having a good fucking time. Hope you guys are too. Thanks for always checking out the college experience. My name is Colby Dant, AKA the Dantabase. And Hey, have a good weekend. Looking forward to talking sports with you guys. We're going to dive into some college football shit too. Oh, I'm, I'm deep into the web right now. I got spreadsheets coming. I got articles coming. We got NFL draft shit coming too. Don't forget about us here at the college experience. Look, basketball is done. Football is done, but we're still not done. All right. So give me a Ric Flair. Woo! This is the college experience. And we are out. <laughs>